I'm Carly Fiorina, and this is By Example. On this podcast, we sit down with leaders of all types to explore examples of real leadership and the qualities of all great problem solvers. I think we get really confused about what leadership is. On By Example, we lift up the real leaders, people who are focused on changing the order of things for the better and solving real problems that are right in front of them. Leading by example. By now, we've all seen the headlines out of my home, the Commonwealth of Virginia. There is chaos in the Capitol after the governor and attorney general have had racist actions in their past exposed, both of them dressed up in blackface. Since then, the attorney general has apologized, and though the governor also apologized, He frankly didn't help himself with a bizarre press conference that sought to make excuses and an interview where he struggled to call slavery by its name. Racism has long been a problem in this country, and it has long been a politically fraught issue. So many times when we face issues like this, we forget to turn to those closest to the problem, those who experience it every day. And so with that in mind, I turned to two of my colleagues and teammates, two African-Americans working in the leadership space alongside me who have experienced racism all their lives, Jeffrey and Marlo. We had a frank discussion on race, politics, and the opportunities all of us have to grow and heal and learn from each other. I hope you enjoy our conversation. So, Marlo, hi. Why don't you introduce yourself to our listening audience? Awesome. Uh, Thanks for having me here. I am Marlo Thomas-Watson, and I am the Partner Engagement Manager with Unlocking Potential. And um, I'm just happy to be here. I love the team. I love Carly. <laughs> and I love you. <laughs> Thank you. It's Valentine's Day. It's so Valentine's we're in kind Day. of yes, in a lovey, is. huggy <laughs> mood. Yes, love, love, love. <laughs> so I don't know what else to say. That's, that's who I am. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, for those of you who hadn't heard my voice yet, I know, right? <laughs> I'm uh, Jeffrey Deshaun Richardson. I'm the managing director at Unlocking Potential. Um, and uh, I'm happy we're having this conversation because yes. it's a conversation that we've been having. Um, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think there's an opportunity given the reality that, actually, as you say, you are a white person, a Caucasian <laughs> person. I am a black person. Marlo identifies as black or African-American. I'm a black person, yeah. And we can have these conversations Absolutely. with one another. And um, I think just as we have been having conversations around the backdrop of race and right. um, what's been happening in Virginia, others have been. And so the fact that we um, have the opportunity to sort of to model and share, <laughs> I'm happy to be a, a part of it. Absolutely. And so, not knowing exactly how to start this conversation, honestly, the, I'll begin it this way. It's important to acknowledge that people are tribal mm-hmm. by their nature. Yes. I mean, a, a physiologist, a psychologist will tell you that we are programmed way back in the mid-stem of our brain to recognize our own kind. Interesting. And so we literally are tribal. Mm -hmm. Yes. And of course, our culture and our politics makes us more tribal. Right. Put another way, we all 
feel most comfortable with people we think are like us. Right. That's kind of our go-to place. Mm-hmm. Oh, I recognize you. I know you. We've shared experiences. Right. We can finish each other's sentences. And so I think it's human nature sometimes to be a little f- afraid of the otherness. I don't know what this Indeed. is. I don't yes. know what this difference is. Yes. And I think sometimes if we, even in the teams that we're putting together and the problems that we're trying to solve, if we don't st- stop and say, look, it's sometimes hard Mm -hmm. to sit down with someone who is completely different than you are in every way, not just appearance, but in an experience, in opinion, in background. And yet, when we do, Mm -hmm. wow, is that a powerful opportunity to learn more, get better, and what I've learned is make faster progress. Absolutely. When we're all talking to people that are just like us, guess what? We don't get anywhere. We just stay right where we are. Stay right where the you are. The only way you move yes. forward is to get challenged. <laughs> yes, absolutely. By someone or something that's different. Absolutely. Yes. And I think a lot of people run from that because they think that you have to if you are different than me then that means in order for us to be engaging conversation or to make progress i have to own what you believe or you have to own what i believe and it doesn't mean that it just means that we have to be open to hear and to share in a very transparent and authentic way others opinions and thoughts and and people also have to give space for people to not say it perfectly or not to use exactly the right language. Now, that is not an excuse for some things that we have heard, you know, um, where people... Yeah, there's some things that are just wrong. Right. It's like, and then there yeah. are other things that are stupid mistakes. They're stupid mm-hmm. mistakes. Like, you just didn't know. And so if people aren't ever able to be in an environment where they can feel safe enough to not get it right, then we will never grow together in our differences and in our otherness. <laughs> yes. yeah. Well, the other the other thing, Marla, that your comments prompts is so much of our discussion today, our political discussion, mm-hmm. our culture, it's win-lose, right? Mm. Yes. Uh, if if I'm going to win, you got to lose. lose. Exactly. If I'm going to be right, you got to be wrong. If I'm on top, you're on the bottom. Right. And so much of building a relationship with mm-hmm. someone it doesn't matter who they are. Absolutely. So much of building a relationship is finding a win-win. Right. Yes. So much of solving a problem. Yes. Solving a problem is always about a win-win. Always. It's not about a win-lose. Absolutely. Ever. Absolutely. And so I think that's hard mm-hmm. sometimes for some people as well. Right. Right. Yeah. No, definitely. And it makes me think of sort of, you know, how do we get to the place where we're not all, you know, protecting our tribe. Right. Right? We're not protecting our, yeah. our you know, our peace. Because yeah. that's that sort of, you know, that win or lose. It's right. I have to protect mine. And so, therefore, um, I'm not willing and can't take the risk of creating the space to get to know you. The space to um, humble myself to be, you know, open to acknowledging maybe that my perspective wasn't the full perspective that mm-hmm. um, that I didn't always, you know, have the right lens, um, which is also so important. As Marla says, creating the space yeah. for folks to be even authentic 
in their wrongness. In their wrongness. <laughs> in their wrongness. Just, right. I'm not going to make excuses for it, but like flat like, out wrongness. Yes, yes. But people have to have that space to be wrong, <laughs> to come to a place where they can acknowledge it. I mean, it's easy to limit it to race, but if we think about our lives, ourselves, and our own growth, any time that we're able to come to, oh, that was ugly of me. Maybe I shouldn't have acted that way or responded that way. And then you begin to challenge, well, what prompted that? Where did that come from? Why do I feel that way? That when you have that space <laughs> where you can do that, yeah. you know. And I mean, just say it, you know, directly. So, you know, when you have a situation where, you know, it appears from the interview <laughs> the governor of Virginia can't even say yes. the word slavery, slavery. Right. right. To acknowledge slavery then it's no surprise to me why we all sort of woke up and found ourselves in the shock moment right. of the governor and others not also understanding why um, a yearbook picture right. in blackface was offensive. It was offensive, right. right? So if we can't acknowledge that the economic institution of slavery existed. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, and we can't acknowledge any aspects mm -hmm. of, of that experience right and I think that that's part of what we're talking about we start talking about perspectives and the ability you know to build strong diverse teams diverse communities is that you have to, we have to be able to acknowledge um, others each other's perspectives mm -hmm. and there are some things that we actually just have to be able to acknowledge as the reality of yeah. a situation or a condition but then what here's the magic folks we can acknowledge talk about our current reality, and then begin to work together to create what we want our future reality to be. We don't have to be stuck in that place of acknowledgement of what that past reality right. was. I, I, I think, too, we have to be careful because, um, you know, there's so much information that comes out, right? And depending upon where you got your information, you may get something totally different. But when I heard the indentured um, servants versus slaves, it was in a discussion where people were arguing about it, where someone was upset, and then someone in academia said, well, actually, that is in the world of academia. They've moved to, say, indentured servants instead of slaves. And so I totally like got off of the conversation in my mind, and I thought, once again, this just brings up about how sensitive and tender of a spot this is, you know, where you have someone who I'm not going to say that the governor wasn't being genuine, but he thought that he was learning the politically correct thing to say. And he just dug that hole even <laughs> deeper because he just wasn't in his own way of trying to be politically correct or whatever he was trying to be. I'm not going to put words in his mouth. He just made it worse because he wasn't being authentic. Yeah. Slavery was slavery and will always be slavery. I don't care how smart and intelligent we all get, it will always be slavery. Well, and I, I think the other reality is, you said acknowledge the reality in the past. I think the other thing that we so often fail to acknowledge adequately both in terms of our conversations and our relationships, but also candidly in terms of our policies, is the consequences of the economic system of slavery yes. extend to this day. Yes. The consequences yes. extend to this day. And Absolutely. there have been all these systems put in place mm -hmm. over 400 years mm -hmm. that tend to exacerbate the otherness and yes. put people in 
in situations where, um, you know, it's so easy to condemn people as a group in the abstract. Right. Mm. And it's much harder to mm. actually get engaged with someone. Yes. Yeah, no, I agree. I um, tend to, I'm naturally like a big picture person. I'm a visionary. And so when I get into these types of discussions, a lot of times I think, oh, that was a dagger that just went through my heart, but I can't respond with emotion because I may miss this one opportunity that I may never have again to educate like this individual, you know, um, all the things that that you said, Jeffrey, like, I mean, the, um, and actually what you said, Carly, we are still facing economic consequences to this very day. Absolutely. As a result of, you know. The work that we did together (laughs) in Ward 8 around health equity, the life expectancy of citizens in Ward 8 is 27 years less than the life expectancy 10 miles away that is a consequence. Absolutely. Yes. A direct line consequence Absolutely. of a system mm-hmm. of slavery. Absolutely. And we just got to be able to say it and own it. And that's or what we'll it never is. Move on. Or we'll yes. never move on. And so there is this constant dance around the truth. People dance around just putting the facts out there, just dealing with it, just, um, as I say, give it to me straight, no chaser. People are just that refusal to do so because of. When I was growing up, people saying, well, you know, I shouldn't have to take the blame of what people did before me because I wasn't. Or people saying, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. The reality is that it impacts us all, all of us. You can never have enough money that you can be void of the consequences of it. You can never move far enough away where you're not going to have implications of it. We all are going to be impacted. And so the sooner that we can just have engage in those just flat out honest conversations and get mad and not get mad and step back and not feel the need to immediately respond, you know, to allow yourself to go through and deal with what you need to deal with, emotionally so that you can continue on, I believe that we will be better and that you won't see situations where, um, I mean, I understand he's doing whatever information people are giving him to make sure that he gets it right. And so he, you know, comes out with... Well, let me just say, I don't understand. (laughs) I mean, I think it's an absurd comment. Well, it was. So, you know, everyone makes mistakes, but wow, he's made a bunch. I know. But but back to your... your, uh, comment, part of our problem, I think, the call and response, mm-hmm. is people are looking for someone to blame. Right. And I think that is very much a consequence of our politics. Yes, We're always well, looking so. for someone to blame. Mm-hmm. One of the things that, as you know, because you do it every day, one of the things that we teach are the teams that we're working mm-hmm. with in Unlocking Potential is in order to make progress, in order to solve problems, right. in order, dare we even say it, to transform a situation right. for the better, we have to be able to describe our current state yes. completely, mm-hmm. realistically, right. and in a clear-eyed way. Right. And we're not looking to blame anyone. Right. We're mm-hmm. just looking to say what it, it is. is. Mm-hmm. What right. it is. What it is. And right I understand now. why mm-hmm. people are... Obviously, I don't understand the experience of being a black person in America. I do mm-hmm. understand the experience of being 
you know, a, a woman in a man's world. So mm-hmm. we, we all can draw on our own experiences right. to right. sort of try and have some empathy for mm-hmm. what does it feel like to be shut out or right. counted out or right. never, never given a chance. Right. So I understand why people are angry. Mm-hmm. And they deserve to be angry. And I can understand if you're angry that you want to blame someone. I felt that way. And yet, until and unless people can describe where are we really, actually, right. completely, mm-hmm. candidly, in a clear-eyed way, right. mm-hmm. and then say, Jeffrey, to your point, can we actually acknowledge all that? Yes. Right? All of it. Yes. Right? And then work right. together to start to move forward. Right. In a- you know, I'm always the, you know, a little bit of the, the sappy one in the conversation, <laughs> right? So a little bit more emo, but it, it gets me hearing you like describe that gets me emotional because, yes, we know the history. and Yes, we know the reality. But part of the reality, too, is and we prove it every day in our interactions and our right. work is that what you just said, if we can acknowledge, right. right, if we can acknowledge reality and be able to discussing very clear-eyed specifics Mm -hmm. of what their current uh, implications, right? My current existence as a result, as a black man in America, right? right? Acknowledge that. And also, you know, your experience, you know, as a a white woman in America, like Mm -hmm. the interplay of that, just acknowledge those realities. Then we can have a conversation, but then we can also start to create and build. You know, I was having a conversation with a young man the other day, young African-American, who is going on a year and a half um, out of jail, who had uh, done uh, uh, six years for something stupid, got caught Mm -hmm. up when he was a young, uh, older teenager, um, you know, robbery kind of thing, somebody's house, took some stuff. Six years did his time. Um, And in that conversation, he was, you know, recognizing the mistakes that he made and his own in his space. And he was having a struggle with just sort of like, I want it like if I could just run through the streets of my town and acknowledge it right. and have people recognize that, you know, I made this mistake. I, I'm, I'm wrong. I may. But, you know, I'm trying to move forward. Right. right? I'm trying to create a different opportunity um, for myself that he felt like he could actually accomplish. Right. What he what was set out before him. But it's feel like, like nobody, you know, will accept my acknowledgement. That's nobody it. will accept my acknowledgement. Nobody will have this conversation with me around why, as I try to make changes in my life, how I'm engaging with different institutions, right. academic institutions, now trying to get a job, those things, and how they're really impacting me in a real way. And so it just, you know, it highlighted, I mean, two, you know, different examples, but it's another space where if we can like just acknowledge the realities and step away from some of the i think some of the the, the identity sort of politic and cultural politics around some of these issues um particularly around our our systems right and that's it our right. systems go, i was like no, go right that's ahead. it our systems don't allow for authentic acknowledgement. So I'll use the situation where you, the young guy, he paid his time. He served his time in jail. So that by the way, let's face it. He probably served longer in jail. Absolutely. Than a white kid of the same age and the same uh, action would have paid. Absolutely. So that should be done. That should be enough. He, he's 
ready to move on. He's ready to start a new life. Our system is not set up for people to be honest like that and to be able to go on. You're, it's set to continually be stuck in that era of mistake. So I'll play the whomever's advocate. Let's use um, Governor Northam of Virginia. 35 years ago, whether he did blackface and that, whether that was him or not in the picture with the Klan outfit. But we do know that he was blackface at some point. And we know it was on his page. Michael, well, that's what I said too, which, and I believe at that university, you had to select the page that you would put, right? But let's just be that other advocate that, okay, it wasn't him, it was him, it wasn't him, we don't know, whichever day you caught the release. But we know that he was blackface at some point as Michael Jackson. Which, just as an aside, you can dress up as Michael Jackson without having a black face, and everyone will know that you are being Michael Jackson. Yeah. I mean, just as yeah. an there aside. Is that, Marla. Just put okay. on there is okay. that. Okay. There is that. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, we'll leave that there. But. But that's part of it. But that's part of it, right? So then if you think about 35 years ago. Clear out in real description. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. And let's pretend that that was actually bona fide him, and he knew it 35 years ago. I don't know a lot about his political history because I'm apolitical, but let's say he spent the last 35 years doing the exact opposite of what he represented in that picture. And he's been a tremendous advocate for people of all ethnicities, genders, whatever their orientation is. Our system is not set up to allow that horrific picture and what, and let's say that he was a total racist. For the record, I'm not calling Governor Northam a racist, but I'm just saying for the point that I'm making, let's say that that's what his childhood brought him and that's how he was raised and that was the mindset. And then he became enlightened and he realized that's not right and I want to be different. Our system is not set up for that level of authenticity. Mm. People will hold people forever to what they were until it's politically advantageous to not be held in that position. And that's just him. I mean, we can talk about people that were also put on the the chopping block or the altar for college relationships that may have happened that may not have happened. And yet, you know, they've gone forward and had more female representation in their time of serving as a judge, but it doesn't matter. Our system is set up to hold people captive wherever they made that mistake or they didn't get it right. Well, I think there are two... So Did it just get hot in here? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, the, well, you know, it's, it's a... We're it's, talking about a heat yeah. I mean, there, I think there are two realities to what you just said. Mm-hmm. One is that our, our politics yes. operates in such a way mm-hmm. that we need... Um, heroes and villains. Right. <laughs> we need victims and perpetrators. Right. Um, people don't necessarily approach a situation from a place of authenticity. Mm-hmm. They approach it from this place of whose team are you on? Right. Yes. Whose yes. team are you on? Right. And, and so how do I want to gauge my response? Right. That's one reality. Mm-hmm. And I think part of what individuals need to do mm-hmm. to frankly, to solve problems and to engage in real relationships is they have to say politics isn't the answer here. Absolutely. In fact, it's part of the problem Absolutely. and the way politicians behave. Yep. The second thing I would say is it's 
it's so easy to lump people together in a group and treat them Mm -hmm. as an abstract and then define that abstract however you want. Absolutely. So this young man you're describing, Mm -hmm. I can imagine, sadly, that a lot of people kind of put him in the abstract grouping called black convict. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And no matter what he says or does, Mm -hmm. they can't get past the group they've put him in, that abstraction. Mm -hmm. They can't see him. Mm -hmm. They can't hear him. Mm -hmm. They can't have a relationship with him. Right. It's one of the reasons I think we, you two as coaches, you work so hard with Mm -hmm. organizations to say, Empathy. See someone yes. for who they yes. actually are, yes. not what they appear to be. Right. Yeah. Hear them for right. what they're actually saying, not Absolutely. what you think they're saying. Yeah. Absolutely. But we have a lot of abstractions mm-hmm. in our society. We have a lot of heroes and villains in our politics. We have a lot of people to blame. We've right. got a lot of win-lose. we got a lot of right-wrong. And I believe there are things that are truly wrong. Right. I also believe in the power of redemption and the power Mm -hmm. of people to change. Absolutely. But no one thing I know for sure, no one ever makes progress unless they can actually see Mm -hmm. the situation in front of them. Yes. Acknowledge it in its entirety. Absolutely. But also actually see and hear the person in front of them. Yes. Not what they look like, not the group they belong to. Who is this person? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's so hard today. Absolutely. And by the way, Instagram doesn't help and Twitter doesn't Absolutely. help because you can't makes, have a nuanced yes. conversation in yes. 200 and whatever it is right. characters. You right. can't. Right. It's true. Just, you know, using the indentured servants. Like, I didn't know what happened. I don't watch television. I'm bad. I don't read the newspaper. Everything is so negative. So I just happened to have a free moment and I went on and I was like, what are they arguing about in this group? Right. And so I'm getting this perspective and I'm like, oh. That's where they're going with this. And so it makes it so difficult because before you can even engage in a conversation, your brain has been filled with so many, you know, slanted perspectives. So even if you try to be well-informed or, you know, or objective, you're going with um, a degree of limited objectivity because you're already slanted to think things in a certain way. So if your newsfeed prevented, presented something different than mine and yours presented something different than all of ours, we're still we're not coming to that place of just, okay, I want to hear what you have to say and my brain is not yeah. filled with, you know, what all these other people have had to say. It's, I don't know, it's sad, but in... I heard you speak, Harley, the first time when we did a leadership lab, and you talked about a situation that you had experienced on a job, and the person who did this to you, um, that you went through this experience, this situation with, and how you responded, and how you succeeded out of that situation, and you ended with, but he was a person too. And I, and, and I wish I could remember exactly what you said, but the short of it, Marlo's paraphrase, was what he did was wrong. It wasn't right, but I saw him for who he was. I forgave him, and we now have a great relationship. You know, you were able to build a bridge with this person instead of 
um, instead of it being divisive. And that type of mindset is what we need more of. I know you guys are probably going no, to clip no, this I, out, but no, Carly I, for 2020. No, I, I, know ex- <laughs> I know exactly what, you know, one of the things, maybe one of, there are, what I have learned in my life, there are some people who are truly bad right. people mm-hmm. or even evil people. Right, maybe right, they didn't right. start that way, but they become that right, way. Right, right. But most people aren't bad or evil but they are afraid right of something right and their fear whatever it is mm-hmm. causes them to make mistakes mm-hmm. to do foolish things right. and in some cases their fear causes them to be very hurtful or right. demeaning or diminishing i think mm-hmm. you're talking about the guy who decided to have a meeting in a strip club yes. and it was a terribly demeaning and diminishing mm-hmm. experience for me right but eventually what I figured out is that as afraid as that situation made me, mm-hmm. the guy who did it to me actually was afraid of me. Exactly. He couldn't say that, mm-hmm. but he actually was afraid of, oh, my gosh, this is this MBA, and mm-hmm. I'm an older guy, and I'm going to get squeezed out. And, right. and so he acted out in a really mm-hmm. terrible way. And Absolutely. I think all the way back, Jeffrey, to what you were saying about otherness, I think when we get in our tribes— mm-hmm. And we listen to all this poison mm-hmm. about the other tribe. Yes. And there's a lot of poison out there, yes. to your point. It's yeah. Something's wrong with right. that other tribe. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. we get all that poison in us, what happens is we're afraid. Yes. We're mm-hmm. afraid of someone because they're not like us. Absolutely. And all that fear causes us to do stupid things. Stupid we're things. human. We do exactly. stupid things. Absolutely. And, or we do hurtful things. Right. Or we do really bad things yeah 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 we need more conversations like this where people can just save spaces to just really say it how you feel it and and people who are willing to broaden their perspective you know um and see the other side again it doesn't mean that you have to agree or that you have to take ownership of it but you have to open up to see other people's perspectives in order to move forward you and marlo Mm -hmm. and marlo can comment but i'll start with you jeffrey coming to work with me is not necessarily (laughs) what your tribe might have expected and you must have gotten questioned by your tribe what are you doing So talk a little bit about that. That's, <laughs> you didn't do what a real. lot of people no, would have expected right, exactly. you to do. No, I did not. Exactly. I did not. It, it is very interesting. Mm-hmm. And I, um, and that is, I mean, it, I have lived that experience. I'm you sure know? you have. Um, for those listening who don't know, you know, my background has been in social work and nonprofit youth leadership development, mostly um, in the District of Columbia and then national sort of programs um, based out of Washington, D.C., um, but then also political volunteerism and engagement, heavily Democratic Party, heavily involved locally and nationally. And so I'm um, in an intersection of issues, you know, both <laughs> political and, and community. And so coming to work with Carly, no surprise, nonprofit foundation. Um, but particularly when you look at you as a political figure, which is or how forget some a political per- figure as you know, a you know white, white woman female. of privilege, as a white woman of privilege, you know, break them all out. There were you know, there are multiple. Yes, there were multiple, multiple, <laughs> multiple demerits. <laughs> yes. Multiple. Well, you know, 
you know, our, our pause moments hmm, <laughs> that people had. And it's and it's true. And and I'll be honest. I mean, there I had a couple conversations with really close friends and advisors and mentors about, OK, how do I manage this? Mm-hmm. You know, because we actually do live in the world where um, there are some folks, particularly I would say politically and in some, you know, on the issue based stuff who would, mm-hmm. you know, cut me off. Oh, can't work with him anymore. Blackball him because he's working with Carly um, Fiorina. Um, and so that's a real reality. And I've and I've experienced that. And then you have the piece, you know. And it uh, goes the a, other way, too. Let's just say. Oh, oh, oh yeah. It goes the other way, too. I yeah. mean, this is a common thing, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, no, I, whatever I, tribe you're in. It whatever happens. tribe you're in, you know. Um, you know, there's some folks who say, well. Yeah, how are you over there promoting <laughs> this white woman? You are know? you okay, Jeffrey? What's going on with <laughs> like, you, Jeffrey? You know, um, you know, there's there, there's other folk in our community, um, and and that way, and so you know, it is that it, it, us or them, you yeah. know, mentality, yeah. and it's hard. And I think that they're in the part of well, um, Carly, I'm, I'm happy that you created space for you know we have these conversations, mm-hmm. but the opportunity to share this conversation um, with others. Is the fact that I do think that there are more people that want to have these conversations and also more folks that want to step out there and take risk in the way in which they're having conversations with and who they're having conversations with. They're open, um, broaden the, the voices, um, but are afraid to yeah. Yeah. because of that very thing of being isolated, right. you know, retribution, all those retaliation, all those things. Um, and we got to get beyond that because we're just we're missing out on possibility opportunity um uh it's so yeah. true you said something jeffrey because what happens you tell me i already know right. the answer but you tell me if this is your experience too and carly this actually could be yours as well so when you have been part of a real or perceived marginalized tribe and then you show up and you're like, oh, my goodness, I love Carly. I love Carly. It has nothing to do with Carly, but it's like people automatically think, well, did you shout that you love Michelle Obama? <laughs> did you shout that you love? It's like an immediate like, you know, and so that's what happens when you and I and I would imagine for anybody that steps and you're not stepping out of your tribe. It doesn't mean that you don't love your tribe. And that you don't love this tribe or that tribe. It's just if you step away, especially in such a divisive time, the the politics in our country is I've never seen it that where yeah. we're so divided and that it's being capitalized on to cause the more divisive you are. It's like they're yeah. capitalizing on that. So it makes the the risk or the the stakes are even higher. Like if you and so sometimes it's like you just have to stop and be cognizant of, okay, this is what they are thinking, even if they aren't articulating this. So am I going to, de- how, how, because you have to deal with it, but it's, you get in a situation of how am I going to deal with this? Am I going to acknowledge what I know they're thinking right now and make it clear that I still am part of my tribe, I love my tribe, and I love this woman too, because she represents what our tribe believes in. She just may not look like us, or he may not look like us, or he may be tall or short, or you know whatever the case may be. But it's a constant 
dance, I would have to dare say all of my life that I've always had to deal with. If you are perceived as stepping outside of your tribe to have an independent thought that, um, that you're going, that there's going to be some label that's going to be assigned or your, your loyalty is going to be challenged or questioned. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it's, it's just, it's constant. It's con it's constant. It's a constant, constant, constant dance. And I think, you know, we have to acknowledge that I've been engaged in the political process and politics is poison. Oh, it is. Now, yes. let's get real about this, too. The divisiveness mm -hmm. is the currency mm -hmm. that buys power. Right. Mm. It's about power. Right. So it, the, the whole... Everything around us yeah. says, get in your tribe, mm -hmm. get real good at dividing, yep. gain more power, yep. and then get in your tribe, get mm -hmm. real good at dividing, exactly. and, and gain, gain more, more power. power. <laughs> and by the way, that is what's going on that in Virginia. I mean, on, yes, yes, there's a real conversation right. that needs to happen. Right. But if anyone, mm -hmm. you know, I made the comment, Game of Thrones has nothing on Virginia politics. Right. <laughs> because all this stuff is out there. Right. Mm -hmm. Because people... We're trying to gain power vis-a-vis yes. -vis each other. Yes. yes. Because had we, I mean, let's let's go back. Yes. Now, had we been walking in our authentic selves in leadership, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. there would have been no aha or gotcha moment. Because in our authentic selves in leadership incorporates our whole life and our narrative. So someone can't surprise, right. can't, you know, right. someone, you know, can't surprise me with something that I've acknowledged and I've incorporated in my story. So if I know I've dressed up like Michael right. Jackson and I'm a Michael <laughs> Jackson fan, I've probably talked about that. I've probably right. shared As opposed that. to hidden it for 35 years with my breath held. And Absolutely. If I, if I have a colleague yes. that that's the case, that right. I know that they mm -hmm. have dressed up like Michael Jackson or right. dressed up like Ku Klux Klan and right. I'm walking in my authenticity and yeah. I say, well, you know, this is against my values. Right. Then I'm going to call my colleague out on her and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name it. Right. Which is powerful <laughs> that, you know, powerful, but power to do good, to be able to say, oh, my goodness. You talk about having, you know, discussions on race, the ability to say, I mucked up and bad. Like, you know, this is where I was at this point. I was insensitive. I didn't think this was, I mean, yeah, I knew it was wrong and racist, but I didn't think it was that big of a deal. That was my and by reality. The way, everybody else was doing it. And I everybody mean, else was doing it. That's the other it, thing. Yes. You know, it's, it's pretty clear that, mm -hmm. and that's the other part of reality that has right? to be acknowledged. Well, it wasn't that big a deal. It That's why it shows up in these yearbooks. Absolutely. Everybody's doing it. Absolutely. And we have a colleague who, who has said, gee, you know, this was happening in the year 2000. It was mm -hmm. happening in the year 2004, which is right. just unbelievably appalling. But the point is, yeah, it yes. was going on. It was so going on. So I didn't on. think yeah. anything about it until right. 35 years later. All of a sudden, it makes me vulnerable. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I always, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, um, I think you always say, if you, if you intentionally don't talk about it, <laughs> um, you know, in front of a particular, you know, other audiences, then it's probably something that you're hiding, that yeah. you're not walking in authenticity. And I always like, that's a, you know, so it's like, oh, no, everybody, never, well, Everybody didn't know, and you didn't talk about mm -hmm. it, and so that's you know a signal. That's usually a can clear you imagine sign like <laughs> of mm, 
I wonder how many campaign people are like, we're going to pretend like this never existed or if it, you know, not just him, but it, you know, anything it's, Again, it's our systems are not set up for people to be authentic because a simple, not this, because there's no simple black face that you can make sound good. And especially next to a Klan uniform. I mean, if you, no, if you there, didn't do any, if you don't you know, know anything, there's just no way to, no way, yeah, you no can't way to even, say that's okay. It's like, you can't even save you on that one. You just have to own it 100%. It was hideous. It was bad. It was horrible. And to Jeffrey's point, owning it 30 years ago might've been helpful. Might have been just a tad bit helpful. <laughs> Just a tad. I mean, just a tad, you know? Just a tad. Among other things, what we're saying is that it is extremely important in order to have authentic relationships, Mm -hmm. in order to engage in truly leader-like behavior, Mm -hmm. each of us, all of us, have to take the time to pause, reflect, Mm -hmm and then engage. Absolutely. And of course, among the many things Mm -hmm. that our culture prevents people from doing is that pause and reflect. Absolutely. There is no pause. There is no no reflection. There is just, okay, gotcha, my tribe, your tribe, et cetera. And so I I think what we've been doing Mm -hmm. and we need to continue to do is to pause Mm -hmm. Let's reflect. Yep. I think we all three sort of reflected on Absolutely. this conversation before mm-hmm. we had it. Yep. And now let's engage. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yes. when I think about the leadership framework and I'm thinking, okay, our metrics, let's remember why we're doing what we're doing. You know, when we think about what the culture will be so that when it when you have these moments where our environment our greater environment in the world does not reflect leader likeness that we can all remember where we want to be. And that that's why we're going to pause and reflect so that we can engage so that we can let those fiery darts just bounce off for you. (laughs) Yeah. And and around this issue, I will say there's power in it because Mm -hmm. we can pause and reflect on the reality that we did not start here as one nation and one people. However, comma, we can move forward as one nation and one people. There is power in acknowledging the reality of our beginnings that really strengthens our hand for our future. Absolutely. And by the way, to be honest about acknowledging, it's not just that we didn't start as one nation and one Mm -hmm. people. We are still not Not. one nation (laughs) and one people. It wasn't our past state. It's not our current state. It it remains an ideal. It remains an ideal. Yes. Yes. And the other thing that I think is it it would be so we get caught up Mm -hmm. in our tribes about our tribes gaining yeah. power. That's right. sort of the political mm-hmm. process. It's about power, right. accumulation of power, protection yep. of power. Yep. Um, and as a result of that, we, when you think about the questions we ask, I, you see this in the faith-based mm-hmm. world where so many leaders, oh my gosh, it turns out they're abusers. They're, mm-hmm. These are not leaders. If we step all the way back, what what is it we should look for in each other? Right. Hmm. The courage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The courage to step out. Yes. 
the character to acknowledge absolutely the good the bad and the ugly about our experiences yes. the humility and the empathy to collaborate with others particularly yes. people different than ourselves absolutely and the ability to see possibilities mm -hmm. we don't look for those things mm -hmm. in people we lift up into positions of right. power so often, sometimes we do, yeah. but so often what we look for are things like, can they win? Right, right. Can they gather up that tribe, divide, and yes. march to and get the power? Yes. Um, so it's not, I, I think what all this conversation leaves me reflecting about is we have to pause and reflect on ourselves yeah. before we can engage authentically. Mm -hmm. And we also have to pause and reflect on what do we look for in others. Yes. And we so often look for the wrong things. We do. We do. It's true. We do. And we so often dismiss some people because they don't because look they like don't us. Look like us. Let's it's just true. start with that. It's they don't true. look like me. I'm dismissing yes. them. But then right. even the people that look like me, I'm looking for the wrong stuff in Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Who's going to be able to push my agenda forward? You know, I mean, whatever what, that is, whatever that agenda is, that's but that's what we do. I think they can do it. <laughs> it's like we have to raise above our individual perspectives. Have to. And yet yeah. know them, own them, own them and engage with them. and engage with them. Yeah. Jeffrey Marlowe, thank you so much for having this conversation. Thank Absolutely. You. Thank you. The first you. of, I hope, many. many Absolutely. Yes. I love it. I loved it. Yes. Yeah. Thank it's you. not too hot in here, right? No, you it's cold off. Amazing how it's cold <laughs> off. <laughs> Thank you both. Thank you. That's all for now. But you can always check out more episodes online at carlyfiorina.com or on iTunes. And please subscribe so you can get all of the episodes. You can be the first to get updates and exclusive offers by texting by example, to 345-345. You can also send us feedback on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Carly Fiorina, or by email at byexample at carlyfiorina.com. Until next time, I'm Carly Fiorina, and this is By Example.